Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. I just would like to welcome Father Tadeusz. Welcome, Father. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. Uh, you wonder who is Father Tadeusz. So Father Tadeusz is a priest. A priest with Polish accent because he was born in Poland. And a priest who is... How many years are you a priest now? 25 in May. So it is my 25th year of priesthood. 25 years. So Father Tadeusz is 25 years a priest. So there you go. Time flies. When I was newly ordained, the, the priests, like 20 plus years, they were old. <laughs> no more. No more. It's better that way because it means that it is better than expected. Good words. Yeah. So I, I really I enjoy better than I thought I will be enjoying my life at this point. Life is active and is and is busy, and uh, is busier than than expected, uh, even. Now, as uh, I try to like identify when things were, uh, pretty much I go by assignment. Mm-hmm. And what parish I was, uh, and that's quite few assignments here. Few assignments uh, in Poland. And what amazes me when I. Uh, see or talk or visit uh, my friends in Poland, uh, they are in the same place. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like in 2000, uh, 2000 2004. Uh, so that was, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Th- that is very interesting what you said. So, you know, from the time when we worked together in Poland in one of the parishes, to the time when we renewed um, correspondence on and off and started really to talk. That's a lot of assignments, as you said, places of work. And there is also a lot of um, a personal journey with Christ because being a priest, being a religious sister, sister it's also the, the life of relationship, relationship with God and relationship with other people. Some people will identify their life by those assignments, by what they have done, but what they are doing. What is it like for you? What keeps you going for 25 years as a priest? Curiosity, what next? Uh, Hope. Uh, Hope that uh, things can be done better that the improvement in life can be made, the, the goals uh, still to achieve. So uh, that's what 
keeps me going. Um, yes, trying to to remember to stay focused. I I want to and I have to remember why I became priest. Imagine imagine if you know like you just live your life and you don't think long enough uh, and then you don't remember. Following the plan, also following the plan because at the time of ordination I knew it is for life. And this is this covenant were, which was made so uh, what I'm doing uh, just keeping my word. I liked it. I, I like a couple of things that you said. I really like it because you said always remember why did you become a priest in the first place? And I think that this is a good rule. Why did I become a priest in the first place? So reminding myself who I am today and why do I want to be that person? Do I want to live the best I can this form of living that I discovered that it's the best for me in my life? So that's very powerful. Remember why. Remember why. And you use the word covenant. I like the word that you use because this word covenant, it's quite um, rarely used. Not too many people use it. What the covenant with God means for you? Because uh, the, the, the further I go in my life, uh, also in motivations, in way of thinking, because it's so much different than, than I expected, uh, but it is still me. So um, my motivations, even becoming a priest, joining the seminary, giving it a try, uh, going to the seminary, not, not entering the priesthood. Mm -hmm. So the, the okay. seminary, yes, it's, it's a time to, to recognize the vocation, to, to see if it is for you, that's the, the place to, to make this decision. Uh, what I was thinking when I was 19, what I have to do with this young boy, uh, very courageous, uh, at the same time afraid of many things, and now uh, I can uh, yeah, remember. I don't know if my motivations were perfect. Uh, it would be different today. I like to think about uh, a story by Jesus about wheat and weeds Yes. Uh, so, yes, probably a little bit of both. You know, if uh, what you're doing in life or you're trying to avoid. Uh, that's, so that, that's true, too. I like it. Uh, you know, that whole idea of saying, well, that plan for life, using your words, does not mean a smooth pathway. Because life, it's always challenging. And challenge is things which we don't expect. And we don't expect uh, really a lot of things. And it can come from, well, as simple as health challenges. It can come from the people that we are accountable to or living with. 
or the people that we are serving, all of this and much, much more. So that that's it, that's very consoling when you said that, you know, you add into your life the fact that mistakes are part of that whole plan, that part of this whole life experience. We shouldn't be scared of that, should we? Yes, I am. I am. But, uh, yeah, as I think, you know, what what changed, what didn't. Uh, believe as, as a young boy, uh, considering uh, a priesthood, I was thinking, what is the best thing you can do in your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, the, the the life then verifies certain certain things. Yes, you you think you you would like to be uh, I don't know a soldier, or you would like to be. A, a pilot or so and then the life can verify that and it often does uh, but what can you, you do what would be the best thing I can do in my life I I believe then and I believe now the priesthood is the best thing I can do in my life mm-hmm. I, I really uh, see the priesthood as the perfect fulfillment uh, yes I, I for the for the moment uh, like high school time I was thinking about becoming professional soldier oh yes that that was one of the ideas and uh, the little bit of irony Maybe I'm more of a soldier now than I would be in uh, in uh, uniform uh, <laughs> in the military service. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as kind of things, uh, or as um, I spoke uh, just recently, in the perspective of fifty or twenty-five years, so two or three years doesn't matter. Um, one of the priests share the story what what he before joining the seminary becoming priest what was his plan for life uh, he thought uh, he would like to be a special education teacher mm. and believe me <laughs> you got a lot of that uh, in uh, also also in in the priesthood your teacher you are Counselor, you are whatever, yes. Yeah, I, I like that. And, you know, I think that as I was listening to you, I was thinking, God, it's not only very patient and loving, but God also respects our wishes. It's kind of like whatever we think of, whatever we dream of, even if it appears that it will never be fulfilled, as the right time becomes the reality, or, or it's waving into the life events. And then, I don't know about your life, but I had those moments when I would say, aha, 
So that's how you gave me back what I wanted. Aha! Okay! <laughs> yes, that's... The other gospel story or image is about the pearl, yes? Uh, the, the, and, and I believe that the priesthood is my pearl. Uh, when I, uh, in, in life, sometimes I deal with pretty successful people. I, I deal with, with rich people, successful people, and uh, I wouldn't change my place with them. I'm happy for them, but uh, is is um, nothing I I would uh, I would think. Oh, maybe I'm sometimes like people say I'm in the wrong business. Mm-hmm. Never cross my mind that uh, <laughs> I would like to be a, a dentist or I would like to be a lawyer or judge or big-time police officer, even soldier. Mm-hmm. I like, I like uh, where I am uh, through the grace of God. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it is, it is the, the sense of fulfillment and being in the right place. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so you are in the church business and you like where you are. And part of your everyday life, it's a big part of, or biggest part of your life, it's to be able to administer sacraments to people, right? So uh, you are baptizing people, you are giving communion, celebrating Eucharist, of course, Uh, you are anointing people when they are unwell, you are preparing them for death, Uh, you are blessing marriages. Uh, What else do you do? You are listening to confession, sacrament of reconciliation. Do you have your favorite of all the sacraments? A great question. Uh, it's about I do I like when I understand it. More, more I understand it, the more I like it. Yes, uh, the the more I I pay attention to the importance of it. How much I like it, accordingly to my understanding. The more I understand, the more I uh, refer to them or uh, relate uh, myself or the more it reminds me something of my life, the more I like it. The more, more you understand, the more you make yourself available for God, the more you think that you sometimes the the only link between them and God. Okay. It makes more sense. So... Uh, sure, uh, you know, it can be tired or this or that, you know, couple masses or, you know, too many funerals or going back and forth to say it is too much or I don't like it or the proportions are not there. Uh, but once I see it as something given me by God, something that... I do that it makes sense that it serves uh, people yes there is a little bit of personal uh, attachment or or things that 
someone likes or dislikes. Same for sacraments or for the the times in in life or in a liturgical year. Which one is better and most important and you get more of Easter or Christmas, yes? Uh, that's that's pretty much uh, yes. Uh, the better you understand, the, the more you like both, on this objective level. And then there is also some personal twist. Yes, as uh, I consider myself uh, the Christmas boy or Christmas person because I was baptized on Christmas. Some other good things happen on Easter, and some good things happen on Corpus Christi. You named two big parts of the liturgical year, Christmas and Easter. So in three days, four days, we will start Ash Wednesday. Well, in an interesting way for uh, the secular world, this Ash Wednesday is on Valentine's Day this year. I wanted to ask you about Lent, because Lent is like, no, some people love it, like some Catholics love it and say, oh, this is the time when I lose weight. And they, they put their own fasting into, uh, you know, religious aspect and their own benefits. Uh, to get themselves motivated, I guess. Uh, some people are saying, oh, I love the Stations of the Cross. Some people are saying, ah, no, I don't do anything for Lent because it's too long, but I don't eat uh, meat on Fridays. So w- what's your story? And what's, um, I would say, your suggestion, how to live Lent well, to make it different and to have it a as a good preparation before Easter. With time, my opinions are much softer. Uh, yes. Um, so even to, to start Lent, what we should celebrate uh, uh, Ash Wednesday or Valentine's Day. There is a certain bottom line that both uh, Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day is about love. Mm-hmm. So Ash Wednesday is about love. I like it. Uh, uh, maybe in a different, um, uh, not really popular understanding of it, but but land. Ash Wednesday is about love. So it is either or. Uh, I I really don't see the the conflict. Maybe certain celebrations, uh, no, uh, for somebody can be conflicting with with uh, different traditions, but. Uh, Ash Wednesday, yes, we have uh, services, uh, we have Stations of the Cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you going to fast for 40 days? I have my moral ambitions. I, I have a lot, maybe not, not fast, but uh, yes, I, I, I do have the, 
the plan um, for myself to do something extra and to discontinue something uh, for my for my uh, private uh, growth. I wouldn't say that it is childish uh, for for uh, uh, men in my age to to give up the chocolate for lunch. I can humbly acknowledge uh, and add uh, anymore because it was like in time in my life, my way of understanding that uh, I was thinking and sharing honestly that, uh, for example, giving up goodies was for children. But now I would say that not only, and I would show more uh, compassion and understanding and uh, more encouragement uh, for those who do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That's that's what I that's what I meant when when I said that my uh, my opinions used to be stronger, and now I'm more open. So yes, mm. I think you know that at the end of the day, there is no rule that someone else can give to us. We have to set the rules for ourselves, and they change throughout our life, our our life. So that you know the motivation. That's something what needs to clarify it. Is it for me or is it for God? And why do I do what I do? That That's the biggest question that we have to ask. But how? It's it's really a personal thing. One thing works for you, one thing works for me, and something totally different will work for someone else. So that's, that's the hardest part that people have to probably uh, name themselves and, and add for themselves. Yeah. I have one Go, go, go. You have one more question? I have one more question, but you wanted to say something. <laughs> uh, that God continues uh, showing me uh, different things, like even the readings, the gospel, the holy scriptures, I, I read and there is always something new for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and that amazes me that that I can I can uh, read the gospel story and uh, there is something that really never got me this way because I was in a different point in my life uh, so uh, same with you know, finding ourselves in in different situations. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah, that's so true. You reminded me about the time when uh, in the community where I met, there were different people in this community, but uh, the same place. When for Lent we decided together that we will meet every day for twenty minutes to read out loud the uh, Gospel of Matthew. And uh, we started with Matthew and then we went through all four Gospels from the first day of Ash Wednesday up to, uh, I think it was um, in the Holy Week, I think up to Tuesday. So we had a portion of reading and you know, that was a transforming experience 
to read the gospel out loud and to read just quietly is very different thing. So our Jewish brothers and sisters, when they read out loud, even if it's only murmuring, it's that, that's a different experience with the interacting with the word of God. So you reminded me about this story, but I have one more question. And that question is, uh, who is God for you? If you will have three words, you can have more, but if or you can have less. But if you want to describe God in three words, what words would you use? For you, for Tadeusz Zadorożny, father, priest for 25 years almost. Who is God for you? The beginning, the end, and the current moment. Okay. I mentioned my... Uh, Baptism, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I mentioned the, the aging and uh, the goal or uh, plan to keep it going to the end. Uh, and and the, the current moment, coming to existence and having the purpose in life, and, uh, and that's what keeps it going. Absolutely, and uh, and that's very very powerful to to have this um, awareness that God is in the beginning, that as God is at the end, and that God is the beginning, that God is the end, and get that God is the current moment, is the presence, keeping it fresh. So uh, that that's uh, what keeps uh, me going and. Uh, yeah, is uh, that would be the purpose to to keep it fresh? Of course, the the the, the new new things. I'm surprising myself all the time, and I'm catching myself uh, to to see that it works. Yes, uh, it it really works. The, the Eucharist works in my life. Mm -hmm. I have the the meeting after the mass. And this is meeting about the administration and certain things, and I'm on a mission to handle it. But that will be after Mass. I'm going for the Mass and after the Mass, and because of the Mass I'm handling the, the administrative issues in a completely different way. And I'm surprising myself, and I like to see the, the connection that uh, you know, uh, it would be different if if uh, I went for the meeting without without going to church, and it's good to have the the schedule mm -hmm. to to see the connections and to to create the the new connections. Mm -hmm. I'm going for the morning mass, and I I pray with people and. I say at one moment, uh, give us this day our daily bread. And after Mass, I'm coming back to the rectory. I'm making the sandwich for myself for breakfast, and I have the bread. And I, I, I try to keep in mind that, yes, the 20 minutes ago I was praying for the bread, and now I have the bread. Mm -hmm. it, it's... it's it's not because I went shopping and uh, this and that, but ultimately I pray 
And I have, and and that's beautiful. And I I would like to to cherish this kind of connections uh, that what I have is what I pray for. I think that these are the beautiful last words to people who choose to listen to our conversation. Thank you for making the connection. Connection. Uh, this time it is between Sydney and New England. Uh, United States. This is between people in Christ who are connected through Christ and people who hopefully will be even more connected by listening or maybe finding some inspiration through our conversation. So thank you very much, Tadeusz. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com, and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.